the sports dance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the sports dance. I'm your host, Greg, and I'm here to give you all the hottest takes there are about the Pro Bowl this weekend. I'm just kidding, don't worry. We're not talking Pro Bowl because, well, even the players in the Pro Bowl don't want to talk about it. It's so bad that if you play Madden, they're offering you a coupon to get $10 off tickets. If that doesn't shout, this is going to be entertaining and not, please come, please, desperation. I mean, I don't really know what does. So we're not going to talk Pro Bowl, don't worry, because right now it's very depressing. You have like Lamar Jackson who is in his room after the playoff loss. He's finally like come out of his room. He's ready for the Pro Bowl. You have guys showing up to the Pro Bowl who have just gotten knocked out. It's not fun. Like Ryan Tannehill is like sad. So it's really like a downer year for the Pro Bowl. I mean, there's never really an upper year for the Pro Bowl. If you're at the Pro Bowl, it means you didn't get to the one place you want to be. And that's the Super Bowl. Even worse, Super Bowl is taking place right down the road next week in Miami. It's just a short ride from Tampa Bay to Miami. But most of these guys won't be making it. That's all our Pro Bowl talk for right now. Anyway, back to the real sports news. We had Zion's premiere. We have Championship Sunday. Who's going to the Super Bowl? If you don't know by now, spoiler alert, it's the Niners versus the Chiefs. Not that shocking. I predicted an all-red Sunday. It was. I'm just that good. I mean, I had a 50-50 shot. But still, I'm just going to take credit for it. So it's Zion premiere. We have baseball stuff happening. The Mets last to fire their manager in this whole scandal. First to hire. So a lot going on. We're going to get into it, though, with what else? The premiere of the phenomenon, which is Zion Williamson. That is right. Zion made his premiere Wednesday night for the Pelicans against the San Antonio Spurs. And, well, the first three quarters were a major disappointment. Now I get it. He had to, you know, he had to get the feel for the game. He had to, I guess, get his his NBA legs. He hasn't played in a very long time, since the summer. He probably was a little tentative on that knee when you're carrying 285 pounds of muscle and mass. You might be a little worried in full game speed of what you can do and can't do and a little have a little voice in the back of your head saying, don't screw this up. People have been waiting. Yeah, you better not, you better not screw this up. So the first three quarters, you could definitely tell he was a little tentative, not going for rebounds or anything, really. Not even going for shots. I mean, he premiered and about three minutes, four minutes into the game, he was already on the bench. He played 18 minutes total. But he made up for it in the fourth quarter. And really, for a very small stretch in the fourth quarter. And that's all right. Before we get into exactly what he did, if you missed it, we're going to talk about what was said about Zion throughout the first few quarters that really, it's just, it rubbed me the wrong way. I mean, here we are judging this 19-year-old kid who is a millionaire who is praised as the next guy for the NBA, and he is minutes into the start of his career, and already we have guys saying, oh, would you look at this? Would you look at that? Like Mark Jackson made comments about how his Instagram following is average size. What? What does that have anything to do with what's going on the court at all? 
again, he's a 19-year-old kid. He has 4.4 million Instagram followers. He has 4.4 million more Instagram followers than I do. I have like 100. I'm happy. Good for me. Like, 4.4, I can't even imagine. Average. How many does Mark Jackson have? I don't know the answer to that. I feel like I should try to find that. Maybe I'll get back to you with that. But you had him talking about Instagram followers, then coming out talking about how Zion's weight is already an issue. Now, mind you, he has been rehabbing from a knee injury. Uh, Yes, he's 285, which is the third heaviest player in the league. But, fun fact, he has 8% body fat. Like, it's not like he's just this big, massive guy carrying around a bunch of fat on him and he's like blobbing around. The dude is just a solid mass of a person who can jump really high. That's what he is. That's, we all knew this. We all knew going into last night's game, all we were just kind of hoping for was massive dunks, super high in the air, blocks out of the air. We expected nothing else. We weren't expecting anything crazy. We also had to, you know, people had these huge expectations that Zion was just going to go off. I thought maybe he'd get like 10 points at best. He got 22. It's pretty good. Pretty good debut. By the way, real quick, producer is telling me, Mark Jackson has 72,000 followers on Instagram. Talking about average 4.4 million. Come on, Mark. Really? You can't say jack about Instagram followers if you aren't even in the 100K club. Like, you don't have the right then. Get to 100K, then say something. Why do we even care how many Instagram followers he has? I don't. I, that's what I don't get. Why does it matter? It doesn't. Has nothing to do with on the court. We put so much pressure on this kid to be like the savior of basketball that we're just going to knock him down wherever we can. Because by the way, we also heard in the first quarter how Ja Morant, the point guard for Memphis, long term, way better going to be than Zion. Both these guys are in their rookie seasons. One of them just made their debut. You can't really say that based on seeing one guy for a full season of play up to now. I mean, you've gotten to see John Morant play 40-ish plus games. You've gotten to see Zion for one quarter, and you're already like, yeah, Morant's going to be a better long-term solution here. He's going to be the long-term better player of this draft class. Seems really, I get people are all about hot takes. Who can get the hottest take out the fastest? Who can make the most outrageous claim? But guess what? Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless have that market cornered. They're the hot take artists supreme. They're the guys that are allowed to say the dumbest things over and over again. And then when they're wrong, still be like, yeah, it's okay that I was wrong because I was also right. Because I said this also. So, Mark Jackson, just stop. Announcers, just stop. It was a first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. Yeah, it wasn't great. Again, debut, jitters, worried about the knee, worried about carrying literally the franchise on his back because he got drafted and an entire city said, we're going to go to the playoffs now because he's going to bring us there. That is a lot of pressure. That is a LeBron-sized Pressure on one guy. No other guy in this draft class got selected and their cities immediately went, 
we're going to the playoffs because this guy's going to bring us there. None. None of them did that. New Orleans acted like they won the Super Bowl. NBA Finals, World Series, all those championships combined when they got the number one pick to get Zion. That's how much pressure's on this dude. Is it deserved? Yes and no. I mean, he's an 18-year-old that dominated the sport in high school and in college. That doesn't mean it's going to translate going against 30-plus-year-old men who have physically developed their game and themselves way longer than he's been alive. So you got to get pump the brakes, give him a minute, let him get acclimated back to the team, back to playing with these guys because they all have to figure out how each other plays still. Like you, It takes time for an NBA guy to learn the ins and outs of his team. Sense if this guy's going to make a cut or if he's not. Sense where the ball is going to go. All these different things. You got to still, you got to get a feel for your team. Give him a few weeks. And if in a few weeks he's averaging like 10 points a game and a few rebounds, then we can start the discussion of is Zion actually that good? Is he going to be a bust? For now, though, ease up. So let's talk about what happened in the game. First three quarters, you could tell. Like I said, tentative. Basically not going for anything. Seemed a little kind of out of it. Kind of getting his legs under him. Fourth quarter though. Zion went off. Plain and simple. In three minutes and eight seconds of play. He scored 17 straight points for the Pelicans. He was four for four from three. He went off. He brought the Pelicans back into the game. Then he went out. Never to be seen again. Now. You might be saying. Why did Alvin Gentry do that? He didn't. He did not do that. It was not his decision to take the hot hand out. It was the medical staff. The medical staff in the middle of him scoring all these points said, hey, we need to get him out. And Alvin Gentry was like, no, 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 no. Do you, do you see what's happening on the court right now? He's staying in. And he did. Stayed in for a little longer. When he got taken out, even Zion himself was trying to apparently say, hey, I want to stay in. And Gentry was like, kind of out of my hands. We're worried about the future and not now. It makes sense, but it's one of those things that's like, it's the fourth quarter. Let's just see how it plays out. If they got back to a 10-point lead or anything like that for the Spurs, you then take them out. But let the hot hand ride. See where it goes. I know you're worried about his knee, but he is 19 years old. He is a little, you know, have a little more spring in his health and getting back. So I get the medical staff's concerns. Should have let it play out though. I do like the fact that Alvin Gentry came out being like, yeah, no, it was not my decision. And Zion did try to fight it. And I tried to fight it. But it was kind of out of our hands with the medical staff. But man, 17 straight points. Also kind of don't like the whole stat of Zion in one game hit four three-pointers and Ben Simmons has hit two in 200-whatever games. Who cares? Ben Simmons is still a phenomenal player and defender. Let's get past that. So anyway, with Zion, you know, decent debut. I'm not going to say it was great. I get he had 22 points. But they all came in the fourth quarter, which is impressive. But I want to see something for a full game. I want to see the effort for an entire game. Because up until that point, he was 
think it was two of three from the field. He had like three rebounds. He wasn't like he wasn't doing anything shockingly amazing. So let's see it for a full game and see what he can do then. I will say, this could not have come at a better time for the NBA though. Because the NBA this season is struggling. Their ratings are lower. They're just it's hard to watch the NBA when the stars aren't there. Like, let's think about this. There's no Kevin Durant right now. There's no Steph. There's no Clay. So nobody's watching that. Kyrie Irving's been hurt. Joel Embiid, one of the biggest personalities in the league, he's been hurt. LeBron, Kawhi, and Paul George play on the West Coast. A lot of their games are late. A lot of people aren't staying up for that. You have Giannis in Milwaukee, which, no offense, one, not getting a lot of games on air. And two, Giannis is fantastic. Great personality, but it's just not used properly. It's not shown off in the proper way. There's not that much marketing based around the Greek freak, at least for a large public audience. Houston, well, you got Harden and Westbrook, which Westbrook doesn't like to have the attention, and Harden just does State Farm commercials. So the NBA needed a boost of young energy, of just energy in general, into the league. They finally got it with Zion. Hopefully he stays healthy because they need him since he's in New Orleans and plays at much more normal hours to help bring up ratings because it has been rough this year. I don't think it's going to get any better overall, but they needed a boost, and this at least gives them some of a boost because people are going to want to watch Zion Either to love him or hate him. It's essentially what they do with LeBron. And the NBA thrives off of that. Too bad we just can't have him in the dunk contest. Dwight Howard's going to be in the dunk contest, though. So, I, I mean, at least it's one name that everybody will know. It's an old name, but it's a name. That's all I got for NBA, though, because outside of the Zion talk, Jimmy Butler... Dwayne Wade said is the right type of crazy to play in Miami. He's not wrong. He's the type of personality you need down there. And he's the type of guy that just said, hey, I'm going to take this money and take this team and prove everybody that my decision was right. So far, he's doing it. Not going to beat Milwaukee. But hey, runner-up in the East is pretty good. LeBron and the Lakers have been kind of on a skid. They'll turn around AD once he's fully healthy. That like midseason skid where every team kind of has you know a few bad games here and there. Then you have the Celtics who are just a roller coaster of hey we're really good or hey we're not doing so great hey we're really good yeah you know we're gonna go on a losing streak again hey we're really good again. It's the NBA for you. That's it though. That's all I got for NBA. Next we're gonna get to Paul's pylon because I mean I love Paul. Don't you love Paul? Let's get into Paul's Pylon. Before we do, though, don't forget the Sports Stance is being sponsored by Seat Giant. When you want to get all your sporting and concert ticket needs, make sure you check out Seat Giant. Go there, use the promo code 12OUNCESPORTS. That's 1-2-O-Z-SPORTS to get an even better deal on your already great deal tickets. Go to Seat Giant. Use promo code 12OUNCESPORTS for all your sports and concert ticket needs. Take the family out. Take the wife out, take the girlfriend out, take just the kids out, take yourself out. And if you do, and you're going to an event, check out Seat Giant. 
All right, so Seat Giant, again, go check it out. Promo code 12 on sports. Now, here's Paul's Pylon. Paul's Pylon. That is right. It is Paul's Pylon. And I'm with the man who maybe be the one single voter who didn't vote Derek Jeter into the Hall of Fame. I'm not sure. He may not tell us. He may keep it a secret. But it's none other than Paul himself. Paul, how you doing? I'm doing great. Greg, how are you? I'm um, I'm doing all right. You know, I'm I think I'm coming down with a little bit of a cold, but I'm 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 fighting through. Good lord, you're gonna be sick all winter. I think I got it from you. No, I think I got it from you. I think I got it from a child. Okay, I don't have any of those that I'm responsible for at this point in their lives. I was gonna say I beg to differ, sir. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess I'll always be responsible. You technically have children. <laughs> <laughs> They're just adults, technically. And clearly, they don't take enough vitamin C. No. Well, also, you know, it's it's not warm out. You can't go outside. Yeah. I'm not buying one of those lamps. <laughs> a lamp to stay healthy. Yeah. Isn't isn't that like one of the things you can buy, like a like a sun lamp or something? I think if you read a magazine. If it's on the internet, it must be true. I was say, if you read a magazine, I heard you get vitamin C. I was going to be like, if that's true, that'd be the easiest way ever. That would be true. No, I think popping a vitamin would be easy. Yeah, I have them. I just don't remember to take them. You got to have them where you got to see them. It's more so I need to set a reminder to actually take them. I'm terrible at that. When you're chasing around a small person, it's very yeah. to remember those things. Well, my regular vitamins I do terrible with, but my vitamin C, I'm pretty faithful. It's next to my coffee cup. <laughs> yeah, I guess it, I guess that would be kind of hard to miss. All right, so let's get into it this week. We have to talk about our picks from this past championship Sunday. We're not going to give Super Bowl picks yet because, I mean, it's Pro Bowl weekend. Shouldn't we talk about the Pro Bowl? I'm just kidding. We're not going to talk about the Pro Bowl. I opened up the show making that same joke, so you know. Is, just, it, is anybody want to talk about the Pro Bowl? Yes. It is the, the biggest NFL. game that nobody wants to play in. If the NFL wants to talk about it, just nobody wants to listen. You're a week away from the biggest game in the world. And who the heck, that's like, I don't know, that's like using a paper cup to bail out the Titanic. I actually said the, the saddest thing about the Pro Bowl this year is all the players that are there have to have the realization even more they didn't make the Super Bowl because it's in Tampa Bay which is only a short drive to Miami where the Super Bowl is going to be this year. So you're like, I was this close just a week too soon. Well, you might have to have a little bit of trouble getting one of those 65,000 tickets. Yeah. Well, you know, there are coupons right now from the NFL if you play Madden to get $10 off I talked about. So, you know, clearly. So then you'd only play uh, pay $4,990? No, for the Pro Bowl, they got $10. Oh, okay, okay. So instead of paying $10, you're paying nothing. They're essentially allowing you in for free, I think. Well, <laughs> they just I need think that they stadium. Need because nobody cares. They need that stadium filled up so when it just shows on ESPN at 2 in the afternoon between bowling and, like, crocheting competitive. No, it could have been. It's an infomercial, infomercial for an air fryer. Yeah. It's just, the Pro Bowl is awful. But it yeah, is. That's, a, that's as much as we need to talk about it because that's how bad it is. So we'll get into our picks. We're going to talk a little Hall of Fame, both baseball and football. And then, of course, the segment inside a segment, which has become so popular, 
where will Tom Brady end up next year? Boy, jury's out, but there is some news. So good. Yeah, there's some reports of things that he's said. Well, we'll Graf said some things. He did, but we'll get into that. First, right. let's get into our picks from last week. It was Championship Sunday. We already know the winners. We already know the losers. But was there anything that shocked you? Well, you, you I call I call for a blowout in the um, AFC in, in the Chiefs in the Chiefs Titans, and I called for a three point game, three or four points max for the Packers 49ers. And boy, did I get that backwards. Well, the Chiefs no, the Chiefs got a blowout. I would say championship wise blowout. Eleven points. That's a in a championship game. I consider that a pretty good blowout. Ten plus points. Well, I guess I did say two touchdowns. Yeah. So it's pretty close. Yeah, eleven points. You need two touchdowns to win. Yeah. And on the other side, I thought it would be much closer, but um, it wasn't. That first half, yikes. So it was all about what the Packers didn't do, I guess. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the stat line, it looks like Aaron Rodgers had a good game. Oh, he, look, he passed for some ungodly amount of yards. If you look at yeah, if you look at the stats, he was th- I think thirty one of thirty eight or thirty nine. So you know, it looked like he didn't have that many incompletions. He had three hundred plus three hundred fifty I think plus yards passing, a few touchdowns, or at least like one or two yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, he passed for two touchdowns. But then also you have to remember he fumbled twice. He threw a pick. So. Yeah, not a good. Great. Not, he was under not pressure a, good, a lot. He really actually, only has yeah two yeah two interceptions, three fumbles that oh, yeah, right. um, they lost one of them, turned yes. over one of them. He's uh, well I I'll save it for my final comment. Yeah, three hundred and twenty six yards he passed for. You'd read that and say, wow, he killed him. Yeah, I mean you would think it would have been a competitive game, but it wasn't. I mean, Forty Nineers defense is no joke, and it's going to be interesting to see how the Chiefs handle that defense. We can, we'll get into it more next week with that. Yeah, I will I, say this. There is a stat I saw. The Chargers, when they faced the Chiefs this year, Mahomes had two of his worst games of the year, and they run the same defense the 49ers do, and the 49ers have way more talent on their defense. So it'll be interesting to see if Mahomes can figure out that, I think it's a cover three scheme, before the Super Bowl. Because if not, it's not going to be pretty. Well, I think they're both working feverishly to... Um, dissect the other team. Um, two weeks to get everybody healthy, and we can talk about that next week because yeah. a lot of thoughts going around it. Yes. So weren't you, uh, when when the 49ers had to punt on their first possession, you think, oh, God, this isn't going to go well. And then they came back and scored, what, on their next five possessions, scored, scored yeah. four out of five. And um, they did this all with Jimmy Garoppolo throwing eight passes total. Yeah, so... Um, What's, what is how do you pronounce that dude's name? Mo, Mostert? Mostert? It's like, it's like Mostert, or it's like uh, sounds like Mozart to an extent, but it's a little different. Well, he he was the machine of the game. Well, yeah, especially because Tevin uh, Tevin Coleman went down with an elbow injury early. He's yep. been their hot hand lately. This guy was their hot hand in the final few weeks of the regular season, and he steps up and comes within twenty yards of Eric Dickerson. And you hear a name like that, and you go. Well, he's clearly doing something special in this game. Well, 29 carries, 220 yards, and... Four touchdowns, I think. Four, t- four of the touchdowns. So yeah. he, that, that, he had a great game. And, you know, you, you can't sell Garoppolo short. Somebody's got to hand that ball, and somebody's 
got to manage that team out on the field. So I know they're calling in the plays, um, but let's see what they do next week. They they've got to they got to mix it up. And it's not like if you look at Garoppolo's stats for the season, it's not like he was shabby. He was a very good quarterback. He was in the middle. He was an average quarterback. So he can throw the ball. They've had to have him throw the ball in games to win against the Saints. Perfect, perfect example. So it was a game that they realized the run game couldn't be stopped. Why throw it in the air when you know you can just hand it off, which is the safer bet, and break off 30, 40-yard chunks at a time. And and that was the plan, and it worked for them, and that's how you win games. Go with what works. He He can throw the ball, so good for him. Yeah. And the Chiefs did what the Chiefs needed to do. They threw it in the air. Patrick Mahomes was astounding again. I mean, that touchdown run he made. I mean, that's going to go on his highlight reel for his career. Yeah, two two of his his two playoff games, he rushed for more than fifty over fifty yards in both games. And he's thrown for three touchdown passes. I think they said in every playoff game he's played, or something along that line, which yep. has not been done before. And then the Chiefs did what looked like couldn't be done. They stopped Derrick Henry. Yeah, what do you have, three carries in the second half? They just yeah. shut him down. They shut him down. They forced Ryan Tannehill to have to throw it. And Tannehill's not a bad quarterback, but they've been the most successful this year when Henry gets the ball running, and they can use play action off of that, and he has been the dominant play action quarterback. When they know it, you just have to pass, and they can drop five, six guys back. Whole different ball game. Yep. And, I mean, Andy Reid called a great game. They had a great game plan. And they made it work again after going down, what was it, 10 nothing, I think, to start the game again at home. So It, it, it started with um, 17-7, I think, was at one point, and then, yeah. then the tables turned. Yeah. And it was how many unanswered points? It was unbelievable. So then now you got to think about for the Super Bowl in the future. If Kansas City gets down 10 points, I mean, we know the game's not over. If they get down 24 points, we know the game's possibly not over. So... At least you know you have that going into that game. And we'll talk more about it next week. That's what happened this week and what our thoughts were on it. Now we'll get into some Hall of Fame talk, I think. Sounds good. All right. Did you say you had one more thought about Aaron Rodgers? No, I had... um, I I, I have a final thought about so far this season, and it seems to have become the young man's game. Indeed it has. And yeah, I mean, young quarterbacks in the Super Bowl... Rodgers is 36. Who knows how many more years he has? I mean, I thought Eli Manning might have another year or two. Yikes. Yeah, I think that's probably... You're thinking about the interest in him at his age, and He would have had teams. I mean, there would have been a team that definitely went after him, but I think he wanted to end as a giant. I think he wanted to finish off as one team. I think that's important to him to not tarnish his legacy in any way. And, I mean, he does have a legacy, whether you like it or not. The debate now is, we were going to talk about Hall of Famers. Is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? There's obviously reasons to say yes, and there's reasons to say no. He was 117 and 117 in his career. But he also threw for 300 and, I think, 66 touchdowns. He played in, like, 200 and... 30-something games straight or something along that line. So he was an Iron Man, never missed a game. And he has almost 60,000 pass yards. He was 3,000 yards short. So you think about all those things. Remember, he also didn't have the greatest team around him every year. 
you would say the defense has won the Super Bowls, but he still had to make some throws in those games to take down the Goliath, which was the Patriots. It's going to be a struggle getting him in there. See, you think that? I think he gets in on the first in the first year or two. Really? I do. One, I think the name has something to do with it. The Manning well, name. Yeah, you got There's a legacy there, and I think I, you know, boy, do you want to get in on the on their shoulders? I guess if you get in, you get in. You get in. There's only three hundred and something, three hundred like sixty, whatever the guy said to Jimmy Johnson when he told him he was in that yep. get into the Hall of Fame. So who cares how you get in there? If they say you're in there, you're enshrined forever. Boy, were those guys emotional when they announced those uh, when they came onto the set of those? Uh... Yeah. Well, for coaches especially, it's a big deal because not many coaches get in. Yeah. Those they 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 both they're just icons in the game. Yes. So good for them. But as a Patriots fan. Yes or no, does Eli get into the Hall of Fame? Uh, you say right away. I say no. Do you think he ever gets in, in your opinion? Yes, he will get in eventually. Right. And, See, and I, I think more than... So 117 and 117 tells his story, and I get it. He didn't have great teams, but I do believe he's forgettable other than his big brother and father. Uh, it, it's... It is, I guess. I mean, he does have the two Super Bowls, okay. the two Super Bowl MVPs, so he yep. does have those. Yep. And, I mean, yes, Eli had a very average career outside of those Super Bowl runs. Yep. But I think one, personality-wise, he was very he's very charismatic. He did SNL. He's done commercials. He'll have definitely some sort of job if he wants it. But I think also with him retiring now, his timetable for when he gets put up for the Hall of Fame is going to be different than guys that he might have competition from, such as a Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady. All these other guys are in his class or just above him age-wise. When it comes to Hall of Fame votes, he's not going to have to deal with any of them. And how many other guys do you think that are retiring this year or in the next year are going to give him any sort of challenge of not being the person or two they select? Yeah, I guess that's that puts him in a better spot. Um, I, I I still hang in there that it's it, it'll be a, he'll get in someday. Well, I mean, it's good. It's a little back and forth of I think right away you don't you're not sure he was very average, but I think the longevity, the ability to stay on the field the whole time. Yes, he threw a lot of interceptions. <laughs> he also threw a lot of touchdowns. And a lot of passing yards. And he was a 60% career completion percentage guy. So that's all pretty good. Well. Plus his last name is Manning. Yeah, that doesn't hurt. There might be some guys on that board that have a little bit of dementia. Some writers are like, oh, Peyton's up. Okay. Oh, right. Manning in there. Yes, he's in. Oh, is Eli? Oh, it's too late. All right. Mark the box. I I, I, I just... Uh... I I just think vanilla. Yeah, all right. Vanilla, but it's vanilla, but Manning. So it's maybe it's vanilla with, uh, I don't know. We'll call them Jimmy's. Vanilla with Jimmy's. Cinnamon? Like, I was like, I don't know where you're going. (laughs) (laughs) Are you trying to think of a very plain topping? Yeah, vanilla. (laughs) Rainbow sprinkles. (laughs) Any kind of sprinkles. I don't like sprinkles in my ice cream. It's gross. Mm -hmm. I'm sure if if somebody put sprinkles on your ice cream, you would not eat it at all. No. No, any of that hard shell crack stuff. Yeah. That. 
ruined my whole day. Um, but speaking of checking boxes, who's going to get in the Hall of Fame, who's not? Baseball Hall of Fame votes just came out. Only two guys are being enshrined in Cooperstown. Larry Walker and the captain himself. The man who literally was just symbolizing Yankees from 96 to 2012. Derek Jeter. But he fell one vote shy. He got 396 of 397 votes. One person disliked Jeter enough to leave him off the ballot. What do you think about that? Who Do you, do you think that guy's from Boston? No, but I, I think that... Now, because I think at at the level after somebody retires, the game is over. It's changing jobs. It's a job, and I think they 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 put the their best foot forward. And and my thought is, who cares who the one is? And oh, I'll, you, I'll, 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 Yankee I'll, fans are in an uproar over this. So they so, are so mad. Yankee fans in general, Paul, have gone the past two weeks just being angry between the Astros scandal, robbing them of that precious World Series they think they would have gotten out of it, number 28, and then they think the Red Sox stole number 29 because they are accused of cheating. And now this, some moron guy that can't stand the Yankees and Derek Jeter and how godlike he was, not voting for him for the Hall of Fame and making him the second unanimous person behind Mariano Rivera. Yankee fans are pissed. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I know, I I understand that. It's you just understand like the that. Patriots, twelve and four. He still has the second highest vote ever to get into the Hall of Fame. He was the next. It goes Mariano Rivera, one hundred percent. Jeter at ninety nine point seven. Then Ken Griffey Jr. If you're telling me Jeter is better than Ken Griffey Jr., you're crazy. So three people left him off their ballot. That's how I think about that. So if, also, you, if you compare those three, Mariano was a machine. Yeah. I get it. Derek started at, what, 17 years old or whatever he was when they... 18 or 19, I forget what it was. But And, I mean, and that yeah. was his whole career, career he, player. He was a 310 average. He had 260 home runs, almost 3,500 hits. And But his one, one of the big stats now that they use is one above replacement. He was a 72.4 for his career. Not bad. But to put it in perspective, Larry Walker, who got in with him, had a higher war. He also wasn't an above-average short, shortstop for most of his career defensively. He was a very average or below average with runs, defensive runs saved. And you can make the argument, in his final years with the Yankees, he wasn't even the best shortstop technically on the team. That guy was playing third base in Alex Rodriguez. So... If you look at the two of them getting in, I have to go back to, you know what they call the guy that graduates last at medical school? Doctor. Doctor. Exactly. He's in the Hall of Fame. That's what I mean. One, one vote, who cares? Did he deserve 399 votes? Like That's a I, popularity that's, contest. Yes. I mean, I understand it. Do I think he should have been unanimous? No, I can understand why people would think that. Because, yes, he's won many World Series. He's done all, He has all these highlight moments, these big moments. But when you look at him as a whole, he's a Hall of Famer, without a doubt. But to be only the second guy ever unanimously voted in, I'm not too sure about. If Cal Ripken, Ken Griffey Jr., guys like that aren't unanimous votes, I don't think Derek Jeter should be. Yeah, I think Derek Jeter is Mr. 
personality. I think he's well thought of. I think yeah, I don't, think he can I don't take away his talent, but who cares? Yeah. Who cares about think, 400? Think he cares. Yeah. That's that, to me. I get it. You're a Yankee fan. I, you know, who, who he got in. Yeah. That's the end of the game. He, yeah. He's in. Think about the guys that didn't get in. And I'm going to ask you about these. I have three names. You tell me if you think they will get in. They have about two of them have three years, I believe, yet left on their 10 year on the ballot before it goes to like the next committee. And I think one more has four or five years. I'm not positive. So the first name is the one that has the longest, Kurt Schilling. He's the closest. He got 70% votes needed. He needs 75. Do you think Kurt Schilling gets in within the next year or two into the Hall of Fame? Take away things that he says outside of baseball and focus only on what he does on the diamond, which the issue is a lot of people that believe have taken note of what he's done off the field with his words and not focused on what he did while he played the game. Well, he did his words. He did his failed company, and and I think that does play in it because people are people. People are people, and that's – should he be in? He absolutely should be in. He's at 70%, so he's trending in the right direction. So if you're one of the 5 or 6% of the people that say, I'm making him wait, he'll get in. Larry Walker was in his 10th year. So Larry Walker had this year to get in, and he got in barely. Yeah, and I think Schilling gets in, and I think they're just making him wait. Yeah. So then the next two names are synonymous. It's totally, by the way, politics. It's nonsense. Yes. Oh, well, this is also politics when the next two names come up because you have the different eras in baseball. The late 90s, early 2000s especially were known as the steroid era. These two guys' names are synonymous with the steroid era. Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds. They both are around 60%, which is an increase. Not a big one, though. But they have three years left on the ballot. Do they get in? Now, it'd be a big change and shift in thought from the older writers who still have a vote to put in steroid guys, as they yeah. were so-called. I would say Clemens has a better shot. Um, I don't know. So you'd be the, leaving the home run king. Of the world. I get it. And, I mean, both of them accolades crazy out the window talent wise but how much did the steroids have to do with it i think overall if you look at even if you took the final if you took away the home run title from bonds and if you even just left it with his first few years in san francisco and stopped it when you think he started taking steroids he still had a hall of fame career he won seven mvp awards he won more silver sluggers than anybody he has hit more home runs than anybody more intentional walks than anybody. The guy didn't need steroids to do what he did. He basically did them because he was injured and needed to recover faster. And therefore, he got chunky. Yeah. Clemens um, also similar reason. I don't think Clemens steroids had any effect on him. Pitchers are good. If, pitchers are either good or they're bad. They, they either not. have what they can do with a baseball in their hand, with the spinning of the ball, the placement of it, or they can't. My thought with steroids has always been, Take them all you want. There are plenty of guys that do. You still have to hit a ball. You still have to make the pitch. You still have to do all these things that an average person can't do if they don't have the talent to. Steroids aren't making that much of a difference, I think, in the game. So I think about the pitchers that have those new, those uh, long, skinny arms, and they throw the ball 100 miles an hour, and it's all about technique. 
Yeah. So I don't think Roger Clemens taking steroids is helping him throw the ball harder. No. I think his was about getting getting well, but again, against the rules. Um, but they were never, neither of them were ever suspended or anything like that. Yeah. The only one that ever was that was a big name was Alex Rodriguez. And he's basically resurrected his uh, persona in the public eye over the past few years. And now he's going to get ma- to marry J-Lo. So, you know, I mean, he's just a winner, even if he doesn't get into the Hall of Fame. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I think they'll both get in and it's going to be at the end. I th- I do worry that they have to go to the committee. I think the younger writers, the younger mindset is willing to accept them and put them in the hall. That's the 60%. It's the older guys who are baseball is played this way. We have unspoken rules. These are the rules. These are this. This is that. I used to just write about football, but somehow I have a vote for baseball. Well, they have they they those writers also walked uphill in the snow to school both ways. So when those guys are gone, it happens. If it doesn't happen during this, what do you call it? A flight? How many years are they? They have 10 years total on the ballot. They have three more left now. So, you know, and then how long do you have to wait? Then I, I forget the committee it goes to, but then I think they can kind of put you in the next year even. But well, it's like a special committee. I forget exactly the process for it. There's no denying both of them, one in batting and one in pitching, probably two of the best ever in history. So, yeah, they'll get in. Yeah. All right. I, it's going to be painstaking, and it's just Whoa. they're going to make them wait. Yes. All right. So that's our Hall of Fame talk. Now on to the segment inside the segment. Oh, yeah. the music. Where, where, will where, Tom, will where, Tom, where, Brady, Brady end up next year? Where, where will Tom Brady end up next year? That is right. It's where will Tom Brady end up next year? You love it. I love it even more because there's stories coming out, Paul. There's stories. There's rumors. There's a lot going on. This is the last week we're going to do it, and then we'll see. I have three teams for you this week, by the way. Instead All right. Of two, we're doing three. These are the final three teams I think he could go to. But before we do that, there are some rumors coming out. So we have Robert Kraft first saying we're going to do whatever we can to get Tom Brady back, essentially, which that could just be a ploy by him to make it not look bad if they lose him. Be like, we wanted him back. We tried to get him back. Tom didn't want to come back. Turn the fans against Tom. I think that's a I think that's a tactic. Okay. And then there's also stories coming out that's saying Brady has already knocked off some teams because he doesn't want to have face team play for teams that are going to be coming back to Foxborough next year. Which I don't know if I believe because Tom Brady might be the most competitive person I've ever seen on a football field. Why wouldn't you want to come back and almost throw it in the Patriots' face that look, I still got it, you just didn't believe in me type thing. Yeah, and, and and beat beat your old coach. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, maybe there is, maybe there isn't, and and you know, then nobody's talking. It's it's total speculation. All right. Well, to remind everybody, last week we said, I believe we had Tampa Bay and Carolina the first week. Yeah, one week, gave Chicago. them a one out of five and a two out of five. Last week I said Chicago. The Bears. And. Who's the, the other team? I the Jaguars. The Jaguars, that's right. The Jaguars. And I gave right. them both a three. So here, these are the big hitters this week, except for one. One might not be. I'll go with the one I think is going to get the lowest score of the three. The Oakland Raiders, soon to be the Las Vegas Raiders. 
There's a lot of rumors saying Raiders might be trying to get rid of Derek Carr. They could bring in Tom Brady. He's got a few weapons. He's got a young, good running back, a pretty good defense. And he's got John Gruden calling spider wide two bananas all over the field. Do you think Tom becomes the face of the Vegas Raiders in their brand new stadium in the city of sin? I'm giving him a four. Ooh, that's a four. You might be shipping Tom off pretty soon in these next picks. Well, think about it. New stadium, new fans. John There's no Vegas. The only people <laughs> that 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 don't like Tom Brady in Vegas are people that lost money because they bet the wrong way. Exactly. And uh, I think there's a boatload of money out there, and I think Tom Brady can. Uh, I he that's well clearly so far my top choice. Yep. All right. Who else All do right. I have? And that next, was yours. You thought that was the worst of the three. So let's I see. I did. Oh, trust me, it gets better. Uh, the next team is he has a buddy. He has a pal. He has a guy that just beat his team and kicked them out of the playoffs who could either sign Ryan Tannehill or sign Tom Brady. The Tennessee Titans, we know they have a great running game. They have a rookie wide receiver who was one of the best in the league this year. They have tight ends that both can catch pretty well. One was hurt. The other one took his place and pretty much shined. And we know they have a pretty good defense. And Mike Vrabel played with Tom, is buddies with Tom. Yep. And would probably listen to Tom saying, hey, what if we do this? What if we get this guy? What if we go after this person? That's a four. That's a four, too? All right. Four out of five. Okay. You know there's only one five out of five, but go ahead. Yeah. What's the next? It's going to be this one. If it's not, I'd be shocked because the Patriots aren't a choice. The Los Angeles Chargers. Now, Philip Rivers... Just moved his family out of San Diego, not to LA, to Florida. So a lot well, of people think he's going to play Rivers, for Tampa. <laughs> a lot of people think he might play for Tampa. He's his contract's up. He could be leaving. The Chargers are moving into a brand new stadium, also state of the art stadium in downtown Los Angeles or somewhere down there somewhere. They have weapons. They have Melvin Gordon if they sign him back. They have Keenan Allen who is a Pro Bowl wide receiver. They have Hunter Henry, who is basically Gronk Jr. They have a pretty good defense with one of the Bosa brothers. So California, where Tom's from, kind of. He can't play for San Francisco. Might as well do the next best thing and become the face of L.A. football, where he would be royalty on the L.A. scene. California would be the strongest four of them all. Um, I think... You can do percentage points, too, if you want to. Well, I I would say... Because I think that's a five out of five. I think if he leaves and he actually goes, it's to the Chargers or no. Well... Because think about the family, too. Giselle. Yep. In California, she'd be happy with that. Good weather all the times. Private school, good schools for his kids. He'd be closer to his other son. Well, L.A. would have to to definitely be, if they did it, um, if the Las Vegas, that's a private school deal for sure. But Vegas schools, I don't know if there is. I think California private schools are better. I know, but Vegas, he'd have to be private schools, and he is going to think of his family. 
But Vegas to California is a hop, skip, and a jump in a private plane. Yep. So overall, the offense is better though in the Chargers. I'm than thinking you would have with Vegas. If you keep the family, the family goes to California, and I think that becomes my five. Yeah, I think if he's going anywhere, it's the Chargers. That's why. Isn't they it funny? The way last team I'd go with. You launched him, and I went one, two, three, three, four, four, five. So. Yeah, I I have an I I have a system. Well, um, I do believe you have a pretty good handle on and, and thought process on all these sports things, and uh, it it makes a lot of sense. And also, there has been other reports that Tom was actually probably a little disappointed that Josh McDaniels came back. Apparently, they do not get along, and they do not see what they should be doing eye to eye. Yeah, I think that was a shock, and it was not hyped that he's staying. It was like, we don't want you. He spent seven hours, and they didn't want him. Yeah. So, you failed when you went to, where did he go, the Jets? No, he went to the Broncos. He's the one that drafted Tebow. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think he's, uh, if he left, I think, well, we'll see. I think if he left, you would have had a better chance of keeping Brady. If he left, a better chance of keeping him. And who takes his place? He's grooming his son, clearly. Oh, Belichick? Yeah. Yeah, he's grooming his mullet son's hair. (laughs) I was just going to say, you can tell who he is on the sideline because of the mullet. And when he talks, you can tell he's Bill's kid. Yeah, on to to Cleveland. He sounds exactly like him. It's creepy. All right. On to 2020. Well, that concludes it. So we had the Chargers as a five, Titans and Raiders as four. We had the Bears... And the Jags is three, Carolina has a two, and Tampa Bay has a one. And nope. that has been. No, nope. yeah. Jaguars three, Tampa two, Carolina one. Oh, that's what it was. I reversed Carolina, Tampa Bay. Well, that has been a rounding rendition of. Where, where, Will where, Will Tom, Will Tom, Brady end up next year? Where will Tom Brady end up next year? And, Paul, I think that might wrap things up unless you have any final thoughts. No, my final thought was on the quarterbacks. It's become a young man's game, and they're running, and they're throwing, and... And that's how football's played? Well, I guess we've got... Right. That's, that's <laughs> sorry. true. No, I, sorry. That was too easy. Thank you, Captain Obvious. No, I think they're, they're running the ball, and it's... I guess it's always been a young man's game. Yeah, I mean, perfect example... Luke Kukli, however you say his last name, I always say it wrong. The linebacker for the Panthers, pro bowler, all-time great linebacker, 28, calling it a year, calling it a career. He had two years left on his contract, and he was like, nope, care more about my health. He was the number one linebacker, when healthy, for, since 2012. You see these guys, they have their surgeries, they go in that crazy tent, that pop-up tent in the middle of the game. He's gone, he wasn't 30. This guy's gone. I mean, there have been a lot of stars that have retired under 30 because they're they're like, we got our money, we got what we needed to, and we and care if, more. You know, if they, if they live a decent life, now you don't have to live like a pauper, but if you put your money away and invest it and you're not a crazy person buying million-dollar cars and paying, you know, $80,000 for a bottle of liquor at a bar, which happens. Yep. You're going to be able to retire when you 
young enough because they're the clearly the older you get when you get hit in the head not very good look honestly let's think about this if you live in the south you can make 10 million dollars in your career and you would live like a king <laughs> you watch house hunters and you they're like would you like this 10 bedroom house with 13 gold toilets oh yeah you know what's the what's the cost of $135,000 <laughs> and it has a built-in pool oh and it also <laughs> comes with a butler did we not mention that yeah, it is. Uh, it is a different world. Could be a nursery. Could be a nursery. Could be a nursery. But I think that I think that wraps it up for this week, Paul. We we need to wrap it up. We're getting we're getting punchy. Yeah. Thank you as always for joining us in another edition of Paul's Pylon. Have a good one. You too, Greg. Bye. Paul's Pylon. Always a great time with Paul. And real quick, if you need to find a new thing to watch on TV, go check out Zingo TV. That's where you can find all 12-ounce sports content. It's on channel 761. That's 761. And when you go and sign up, use the promo code 12OUNCESPORTS. That's right. Go to Zingo TV. Use the promo code 12OUNCESPORTS, channel 761, to get all your 12-ounce sports needs. Go check it out. Go sign up. We're going to be bringing you content on that very soon. All right, so besides that, people that love TV, social media, all that fun stuff, Antonio Brown, and it has finally maybe come back to bite him? I don't know if you can say it came back to bite him. AB is obsessed with social media, can't get off of it, can't stay off of it. And because of that, we've seen the issues he's had with cops, and, well, he just had a lot more with them. He has an arrest warrant out, put out Wednesday night following allegations that he and his trainer attacked a moving company truck driver near his home. That is right. Antonio Brown has gone from getting kicked off the football field to getting just kicked down in life. The guy has spiraled like no other, and he's let us all see it. First hand. Front row. He clearly needs help. It's an issue. He won't accept help. He's just getting in deeper and deeper and deeper. It's sad. He was one of the best talents in football. And you just wonder, what exactly happened? Who knows? Will we ever know? Maybe not. But Antonio Brown, arrest worn out for him. It's just, it's become a circus. And there's really not much more to say to that. He doesn't treat any of the women in his life apparently well. He We've seen how he treats his kids on Instagram. It's just... It's sad. Hopefully he gets the help he needs. And just like him, Delonte West hopefully does too. Sorry to end on a slightly sad note, but... That's all I got for you this week. Hopefully Zion Williamson picks it up. Shows the number one talent he is. Hopefully, MLB Baseball figures out all this drama they have and we can get on to spring training with every team having a manager in place. Mets got their guy. We'll see what the Red Sox and Astros do. Besides that, though, enjoy the... <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. Watch the Pro Bowl if you feel like it, I guess. If you're like me, you'll just be catching up on movies and other shows. And until next week, I'll see you again. My name is Greg. This has been my stance on sports. Have a good one.
the sports, the sports dance. dance.